This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by our friends at SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. It is the Saturday edition of the show, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Starting things out here tonight by going to a special guest we have on the line, Sam from the Obscure Truth Network, is with us from his jail cell, now uh, getting close to wrapping up his third week in jail. Definitely been in there for a full two and a half weeks uh, at this point, having originally been arrested for having the courage to hold a video camera in a public court lobby, which normally I don't think should be a courageous act. Do you, Sam? I don't at all. And, you know, I don't think that's really what this is all about. Um, I've learned since uh, this ordeal that I've been charged with disobeying a lawful order, you know, to stop filming, as you said, in the public, in a public building, in the public lobby. Uh, but this is really about control and, um, and change, and governments fear changes that they're not in control of. And, uh, you know, when government gets scared, they respond the only way they know how is with force. And that's because government is really just a group of men and women who use the threat of force or actual force to achieve their means. And you know, lately, especially here in the Keene area, the Free State Project is uh, gaining a foothold, and they're really getting their numbers up. And the Free State Project is, of course, a group of liberty activists who are dedicated to uh, peacefully spreading the ideas of liberty and getting together in the same area, which is New Hampshire, to uh, do that. And within that really exists the uh, entire spectrum from traditional political activists uh, who want to, you know, run for office and get elected and do the, the safe route, as I call it, or uh, and also people like me who are willing to take a stand for liberty um, in the face of a government that only knows how to use violence to solve problems. So, you know, what they've started doing is kind of what we expected. They're they're cracking down and. As we saw in the situation where they arrested you for your neighbors having a couch in their front yard, mm-hmm. that's only drawn more activists and, and increased the crowds. So their response is, well, we need to crack down harder. <laughs> so on April 13th, that reached a new pinnacle in the evolution that we were on towards a voluntary society. And I was arrested based on a piece of paper with no seal or signature of the court that was claiming to be a... Uh, a lawful court order. Uh, now this order's right. The, the men in the uh, the bailiffs that were in the courtroom that day were saying that they believed uh, that this was an order that uh, the judge had given them to put up in the the court lobby. But you told them, well, if this was an order from the judge, it would have his name signed on it. How can I tell if this is an order from the judge if it doesn't even have his name on it? Yeah, and he responded by pointing to the top and say, well, it says district court right here. I'm like, well, you know, no judge in his right mind is going to sign this because it's unconstitutional. I mean, it's, it, it was in direct opposition to the existing court rules, uh, and I've found out since that there, it's also in direct opposition to a Supreme Court order that mandates cameras in the courtroom or be allowed in the courtrooms in New Hampshire. So as I was explaining this, I was grabbed by unknown men. My camera was taken from me, and since I don't believe in assisting the police in their acts of violence, um, I dropped to the floor. And I was handcuffed and dragged. I was wearing a sharp bracelet that I was handcuffed over that was cutting into my hands, so I was screaming. And 
as in doing so, I was being mocked by the uh, Keene Police Department. And, you know, in the back room, I even told them that this was not a lawful order and that Lance, the court, the court security personnel, were uh, acting in violation of the law because, you know, police tell you all the time, well, it's the law. You know, I'm doing my job. It's the law. We have to uphold right. The law only applies when it's in their favor and it's against you. They'll never apply the law equally to themselves. That is exactly what happened in my case. He told me he didn't care about all that. So eventually I was taken to the uh, local county jail here in uh, Cheshire County, and I, you know, I wasn't given soap for three days. The lights were left on 24-7. Uh, I was interrogated at all times of the day and night. There have been also, I mean, you've been calling in over the past couple of weeks talking to us. I mean, there have been problems with the toilets backing up, uh, fecal matter on the floors of Very the Very unsanitary conditions. Very yeah. disgusting conditions. Uh, the guards, of course, just don't care. And, I mean, it, it's just been an awful situation so far, Sam. But the reason why they claim they're holding you there on a $10,000 cash bail which is, uh, I think, more than most rapists probably get. Uh, the, the reason why they claim they're holding you there is because you won't give up your full legal name. To you're, their... you're employing your right to remain silent. Right. Um, now, I was told you had a right to remain silent, you had a right to a speedy trial, and it seems to me you're getting nothing. None of those things. You're being held, um, you're being held essentially, for, for uh, you know, something that's not illegal. And this is, this is something that Americans really don't look at. If somebody's being arrested... For disorderly conduct, it's likely because the cop's breaking the law. If you've got to create something illegal instead of finding something, you know, going in and finding the statute where this person brought, um, brought, then likely the cop is overstepping their bounds. Right. The cops didn't arrest you for illegal recording. They arrested you for disorderly conduct. So there is no law that prohibits cameras in that area. It's just that they're making stuff up as they go along. And, in fact, in New Hampshire, the courts have upheld that a police officer cannot be the subject of disorderly conduct. It has to be a citizen complaining because police are said to, you know, regularly have to deal with the less desirable members of elements of society. So wait, wait, you meant, when you say the subject, you meant uh, the police can't be the, uh, the, the originator of the complaint? Yes, they can't be the ones who were... Um, who are complaining of disorderly conduct, it has to be a citizen. So wait, has anybody ever gotten a disorderly conduct charge thrown out based on that argument? Yes, that's from a Supreme Court ruling in New Hampshire. Now, if, if, the, uh, if you've been charged and arrested uh, falsely and held in jail for three weeks, does that mean that the people that charged and arrested you falsely will have to do two, three weeks in for, for you know, doing, you know, breaking the law? Will they, will they have to, to, oh, to go to jail for that? Yeah, I'm sure their system will hold them accountable. Absolutely. <laughs> so in this process, um, because I didn't consent, and you guys hit the nail on the head, you, these rights only exist for those who acknowledge the authority of the system. If you go in there and don't consent to their processes, then you don't get these rights, and that's not really the way it's supposed to work. I have, because I um, haven't done that, I was dragged up to uh, max security, refused, you know, all rights. I wasn't allowed out of the cage, even though the federal law says you have to have an hour out of your cage a day. I was denied the right to an attorney. I was denied any means of defending myself. Meanwhile, they're delivering court orders that say, you know, I'm facing three years in jail. Um, I've been repeatedly lied to and deceived by the jail personnel. I've been held for over 20 days now without due process of law, without being presented with charges even by the And this state. is America. 
Yeah. I mean, this is the, you know, and the amazing thing is, is like Americans, I'm sure they're sitting there going, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. But then you say political prisoners aren't held in America. Like you can't hold both of those thoughts at the same time. Either you care that somebody's being held unlawfully or you don't. And if you don't, you've got the government you deserve, people. Nobody cares about your little problem when you don't care about somebody being held unlawfully for using a camera, a member of the press for using a camera. Does anyone know what the First Amendment is in this stinking country? You've hit the nail on the head. I mean, the, the city of Keene bureaucrats have essentially sunk to the new low of taking political prisoners. And you know what was interesting was this morning you had called the local talk show in the, the Keene area to talk to uh, the, the politicos that are hosting that show. And during that call... One of them practically begged you. I would say she did beg you. She begged you to just just give your name, Sam, and this will all be over. She doesn't want to see this happen to you. So she's begging you to just give in. But what she doesn't get there is Sam is standing up for her right to remain silent. You never know. I mean, you'd never know when it's going to be you that they come after. And it happened in Germany. They took all kinds of different groups. It wasn't just Jews. It was uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, gay people, swing dancers, you know, all kinds of people. You never know when it's going to be you that they come after. And you deserve the right to remain silent. Thank you for standing up for my right, Sam. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, more coming up here, Sam. Uh, if you've got a question for him, he's on with us for a little bit. 800-259-9231. Maybe you didn't know that political prisoners were taken here in America. Well, he's not the first one. I think you can count pretty much every victim of the war on drugs as a political prisoner as well. 1-800-259-9231. If there's no victim, there's no crime. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the show. The toll-free number for you to bring up whatever you want is 800-259-9231, though uh, calls, uh, calls for Sam will be getting priority at this moment because we do have Sam with us. Uh, we'll get back into that here in a, just a bit. 800-259-9231. He's calling us from a jail cell. Uh, joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, and those features include the updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Termco Life Insurance Agency, protecting your family against financial loss due to an untimely death. Call 1-800-493-7712 for Termco. That's 800-493-7712 uh, for Termco Life Insurance Agency. Agency. If you're in preferred health, you get a discount, too. 7712, I guess is the best way to say that. 800-493-7712. As we continue here with uh, Sam, Sam Dodson, he is our friend and uh, co-host as well on our, some of our weekday shows. But right now, he is calling us from a jail cell, which is where he's been since April 13th. As you say, it's now been over two and a half full weeks that you've been sitting Three there weeks. in these... Well, I guess it'll be three weeks as of Monday, so almost three weeks uh, that you've been in there, Sam, and it's just been an awful uh, experience. I suppose it could be worse. However, uh, we need to put this in perspective for somebody who's just tuning in. The reason you're in jail is because you haven't given them your name. 
that's exactly. that's the reason you're being held in jail. And and it was today that you were on the the radio with uh, locally here in the Keene, New Hampshire area with the Politicos, and one of them, who's a very nice old uh, older lady, was begging you to just give up your name, Sam. That's all you need to do. Hey, you're doing this to yourself. Now she didn't say that, but some people have said that. Uh, they're like, just come on, Sam. Just give up your name. They don't want to be doing this to you. They don't want to be hurting you. All you have to do is just bow down. Yeah, and here's the thing. How many times have you heard this same city councilor say, well, it's the law. You have to follow the law. And when I brought up the fact that in New Hampshire there is no requirement to provide your name, she still just wanted me to blindly follow the dictates of the government. And that's how lives are destroyed, and that's how you end up with, you know, the things that happened around the world where governments just decimate their populations through, you know, starving them or... Uh, whatever the case may be. Right. When the government fears the people, you have liberty. When the people fear the government, that's when you have tyranny. Which do we have now? In America... We fear the government. Yeah. So I'm going to go to these phone calls here because we do have a, f- a few folks that do want to talk to you, Sam. Okay. And so we're going to do that. And, of course, your number, uh, the number here, 800-259-9231. Let's talk first to Chris, listening to WFLA in Tampa. Chris, you're on with Sam. Hi. How are you doing? First question is, have you filed a civil lawsuit against either city, county, or state for violating your rights? Uh, not yet. Right now, and that's uh, I want to get into that in a little bit here, there's been a new development, and what we're focusing on at this moment is just getting a writ, something called a writ of habeas corpus. What is that? Uh-huh. It's uh, a document that says, look, the, this person's rights have been, fi- have been violated, he's being held unlawfully, and it lists them out, and you can file those with the higher courts who will look at what's happened, the specific circumstances in my case, and they will instruct the the lower court to resolve the situation whatever manner they deem is appropriate. So okay, are there people we can we can write to as far as to, you know that we're saying you know be on your side or is there anything we can do to help? Something you can do uh, to, to to jump in and answer that uh, you can go to sam.jailedactivist.info. There are some addresses of uh, some bureaucrats there uh, that you can write to, the, the district court, uh, who, of course, is at fault here, as well as the, the police department that initially uh, created this problem by arresting him in the first place. Uh, some of those details are there. You can also follow along, the, uh, because if you don't get Free Talk Live all week long, obviously we've been updating people all week on this, uh, but if you don't get Free Talk Live all week, come over to freekeen.com, where blog posts have been put up just uh, just this morning from Sam. So Sam is writing his experiences down. Down, mailing them out uh, to uh, an, act, an activist outside of the jail who is then transcribing them onto the Internet. So effectively, Sam is posting blogs from inside jail, and you can get those at freekeen.com as well as anything else that uh, is breaking in this case. And there, there's okay. a discussion forum there and all kinds of ways to get involved. And last question, has the ACLU been contacted, or have you... We haven't yet. Um, right now, like I said, we're just trying to get me out of jail so that... Uh, have a better chance to defend myself because I've only been allowed to use the law library computer two times, and that's after waiting uh, two to three days. And, and uh, the first time I was put in a room that had raw sewage on the floor, it just smelled awful, and I was allowed. I understand. To I've been there for a traffic ticket, and they treat you like you're, you know, the scum of the earth. The crap on the floor. Exactly. So, <laughs> so okay. Well, I'm pulling into a parking garage, so I may break up. Chris. Say that Thank I'm you, I'm on your side, and I, you know, I, I stand up for you, and I wish that the, you know, they hurry and do things. So, I think a civil lawsuit though would be better on your side because once it costs them money, 
they realize that they they'll, oh, they'll yeah. change their attitude, and somebody above them will you know instruct them on what to do. So that's, that's I would go ahead and get that Absolutely. going. Thank okay, you, Chris. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for the call. It's my understanding that Amnesty International has been caught has been uh, contacted though. Okay, so you want me to go on with uh, the new development? Yeah, what's what's new? So this earlier this week, uh, Judge Burke, who is apparently the one who wrote the order banning cameras in the lobby, um, issued a new order that says they believe they've figured out my identity identity based on fingerprints and photographs that I gave the uh, Dean Police Department, and that is actually in their laws as being required. And in his order, he says I should be given the opportunity to go back and process and just consent and bow down to their authority. And I want to read something from the order real quick. It says, should the defendant decide that he is willing to provide true and accurate identifying information about himself, the kind of information any other defendant is expected to provide and is willing to accept the conditions of bail, the court will schedule a video arraignment as soon as possible thereafter. Now, he's apparently a smart man because he's a judge, and I'm sure he's choosing his words very carefully, and he said expected to provide, not lawfully required to provide. So apparently he thinks that I'm his subject, you know, and I, or that I'm his slave, subject to uh, the expectations of the state and its agents. And, uh, you know, going on from there, he says, uh, until the court is willing, until then, the court is unwilling to schedule a trial date. While the prospect of the defendant's indefinite confinement is distasteful, the court reiterates, however, that the defendant holds the key to his release. Right. Wow. You know, it's, it's distasteful to the court that, well, it's breaking its own laws, but it's going to have to do it in order to break your will. Um, yeah, the key is obedience. Right. There is no, there, there, there need be no requirement for you to give your name and remain silent as you are allowed to do, you know, via your Miranda rights. There's no reason you can't be sentenced, uh, you know, serve out your sentence, and then be released. Right. What, six, they just want to track people. The other six people who are arrested already have court dates that are coming up in, I think, a week. And here I am still being held uh, without giving any of my rights. Um, so the, like we talked about earlier, the FSP, Free State Project activists, have been working on the writ. Uh, it has been filed with the Supreme Court, and it's due out early next week. And I think it's going to show one of two things. They're going to deny it and show that, you know, they don't have a shred of integrity left nor any respect for the rule of law or the founding principles that their society, their country was founded on. Or maybe they'll approve it and in some form or fashion uphold the law and set a precedence that allows activists to come in and refuse to provide anything but fingerprints and photographs. More, uh, well, time will certainly tell. We're going to bring you back for more uh, More with Sam from jail. 800-259-9231. If you have a question for him, he is political prisoner, been locked up for almost three weeks now for nothing. Hey, the other day I bought my first firearm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. At 350 sir? Match. I even got a $5 gun guy discount. Nice. All I had to do was sign up for the military. Sign what? Huh? Not if 
Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday show. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com. That's the site. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you have a uh, company that needs to try something new in the area of collections and accounts receivable, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. Do business with business support Free Talk Live. Sam Dodson is with us live from his jail cell. Actually, I guess you're not in your cell at the moment. You're in population, right? Right, out in the day room, as they call it. So uh, you've been in there now for over two and a half weeks, coming up on three weeks, because you were recording video in a place where some of the government people had decided arbitrarily that video was not allowed to be recorded, even though it's a public place, public area where if... If you have a right to the freedom of the press, then you should be able to record in public places. Seems seems like a no-brainer to me, but they decided to put you in handcuffs, lock you in a jail cell, and have not let you out. In fact, are telling you you'll be in there indefinitely, which means forever until they change their minds. Uh, or you can give up your name, and that's what it's all been about. Even though they've got your fingerprints, even they've got even though they've got mug shots of you, even though they know your name because they've done the research to find out what it is, they want you to confirm it. They want you to give that information up, and they are willing to keep you in a jail cell until you decide to do it. And more importantly, give up the right to remain silent. Yes. And so you filed a writ of habeas corpus with the Supreme Court of New Hampshire after having it rejected by the Superior Court. And so we're going to find out here within the next few days what's going to happen as a result of that. But in the meantime, taxpayers are paying approximately $80 per day to keep you sitting in that jail cell. Right. And, you know, really, the government's already lost. And this is the power of civil disobedience. Uh, If they deny it, they're just going to shred their own legitimacy with what they've already done to me, but if they approve it, it's going to open up the door for a flood of activists to come in and and stand up to the system and say no. And, you know, that's why I've been sitting in this jail cell. Um, I want to quote one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Thich Nhat Hanh, there is no way to peace. Peace is the way. And the thought of either of these outcomes really scares the, the bureaucrats. So they're right now, they're going out of their way to try and get me out of jail from even the judge talking to my attorney saying, you know, he can, he can get out any time, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm eagerly waiting to see how they're going to respond. Is mm-hmm. it going to be with, you know, with dignity and honor or in disgrace with tyranny and oppression? We'll find out. Let's continue with, your, uh, with phone calls for you, Sam. Let's talk first to Jim listening to WFLA in Florida. Jim, you're on with Sam. Hi. Um, thanks for letting me get on the air. Yes, sir. Uh, Dan, I'm very proud of you. You're doing the right thing, and hopefully maybe even 5% of America will get its head on straight and join you. Um, I'm, an act- I'm an activist myself, and recently the backwater inbred town of Portland, Maine, a superior court, uh, let stand an unlawful finding for me on a traffic thing that was completely fabricated, and they, they, they're just ramming it through. But I, I've been kidnapped, pistol-whipped, in handcuffs, beaten unconscious. I've had guns pointed at my head. I've been slandered on national television four times. The government is afraid of the truth. 
if you have any kind of publicity at all, tell us the, the truth. Way you, the way you can put the pressure on the authorities is with your publicity, start shouting LennonMurderTruth.com. Thank you, Jim, for the call there. tonight. Always nice hearing from you. LennonMurderTruth.com. <laughs> awesome. That guy's good. He's another man who's making a stand, an unpopular stand. <laughs> for what? Well, uh, for those that don't know, Lennon Murder Truth is, uh, he calls like every few weeks and always pretends to be someone else um, and then alludes to his website where he alleges uh, that... Stephen King was the murderer of the Beatles' John Lennon. As, at the behest of uh, Ronald Reagan and uh, Richard Nixon, he discovered it by uh, piecing together words that he had found in uh, you know newspaper headlines. Genius. Yeah. Now, we were Absolutely. told he had a question for you. Anyway, we continue with John, who is not there. John is gone. So with that in mind, uh, Sam, people can – one of the other ways people can help you out, because that was another question we'd had earlier – is that they can get in touch with their favorite media entity, whether it's their favorite blog or uh, television uh, station, uh, television news network, radio network, radio talk show, whatever, and alert them to your situation. Some of the activists on the outside here had, uh, I guess they set up a PR web or PR Newswire account, which allows you to send out press releases. You have to pay for it, but uh, allows you to send out press releases to a whole bunch of news agencies that may have resulted in a uh, little bit of interest. I, from what I understand, I don't know how much, uh, from some other organizations that have yet to cover your case. And fact is, most uh, most, organ- most news organizations don't even know about what's happening to you, Sam. I mean, this is uh, it's so tyrannical what they're doing to you. It's so awful. But all they can talk about is another reporter halfway across the world who's been locked up. I'm not saying that's not an, an, an uh, I'm not saying that is an undeserving report. I think that's something that deserves to be covered too. But when you've got somebody who's right here in your own uh, the same geographic region is you, the same thing is happening to them in a country that claims to be the land of the free, I would say that's an even more important story. Right? Yeah. That, that, it's easy when it's you know somebody else's tyrannical government. It's much harder to look at your own and, and see that it's happening right here. Right, because then you'd have to admit to some extent that your actions, or lack thereof, had led to this, uh, th- this point. Yeah. Right. You either have a nation of laws or you have a police state, and this uh, this is you know this is neither. I mean, excuse me, this is a police state. It's not a nation of laws. If if it was a nation of laws, you'd have been arrested for filming in a courthouse. However, they don't have a law for that, so they've got to arrest you for disorderly conduct. And they're supposed to have uh, a complaint in order to give disorderly conduct, and they have no complaint except from bureaucrats. Yep. So the more people I think that hear about this story, the more people are going to become outraged. I have hundreds of letters, big envelopes full of them uh, from people all over the world, all over the U.S. and New Hampshire. People are really uh, excited about this. They want to get to New Hampshire and and to Keene specifically, and I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen in the next uh, six to 12 months. You just mentioned a couple things I'd like to expand on here just a little bit as far as what people can also do to get involved. Uh, They can also write you letters. It gives you something to do during the daytime in jail. Uh, It keeps your spirits up and all that, and it's nice to know that people are out there uh, caring about you. The easiest way to write you a letter is to go to mail-to-jail.com 
and from there you can just type out whatever it is you want to send and basically send it away and you don't have to do any of the folding of the paper or the stuffing of the envelopes or the stamping or the addressing uh, that's all done by an activist up here named Mike Barsky and he's doing an awesome job at it mail-to-jail.com that's how you can uh, send mail to Sam and uh, let's see what's one of the other ways people can help you out uh, so there's uh, there's the website freekeen.com that can keep up to date with or to uh, see the evolution just help yes. out other uh, other activists who are going to come after me doing the same thing because you know I, I didn't have any any way to defend myself in this system they wouldn't even give me pen and paper to respond to the court order so Without that, I don't know what I would have done. CDEvolution.org is a website that's been set up to assist financially those people like you, Sam, that have the courage to do civil disobedience and non-cooperation and help them out both when they're inside jail and on the outside. Like uh, some of the some of the money from CD Evolution has gone to to pay Ivy, who's kind of your uh, your not she's not really a lawyer and that she's not a part of the bar but she is effectively representing you and she's doing a great job of it absolutely oh and one of the other things you'd mentioned the free state project and talking about how people have been emailing you or or writing you mail in jail and and telling you that they're going to move to new hampshire and that's something else people can consider is right. to it's like get a up tea, here it's like a tea party every day if you went to the tea parties and and you think that's that great, yeah, yeah. that the, the taxes are uh, you know that the taxes are onerous and uh, that the government has gotten well too big for its britches the Free State Project might be for you. Um, you know, the if tea, you're willing the to tea do parties more. didn't really amount to much. Yeah. However, the Free State Project really, really is going to amount to something. Right. So We're, if you want to do more, freestateproject.org. This is a movement. The Free State Project is a movement that is attracting people like Sam. Okay, so if you if you're excited about the, the what's what we're doing here on Free Talk Live or what Sam is doing, all in this kinds case, of all kinds of people that care about freedom and liberty. Right, there's plenty of political opportunities up here in New Hampshire. In fact, better political opportunities than probably anywhere else in the country. Um, and as far as civil disobedience and non-cooperation is concerned, there there is no other civil disobedience liberty movement anywhere in America. More coming up. We'll bring Sam back. It's Free Talk. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line Saturday edition of the program. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, so we're going to continue here taking your phone calls. You've had Sam on the line with us here throughout the uh, throughout the hour to give us updates on what's been happening to him. He's been sitting in a prison cell now for almost three full weeks because he won't give up his name, and they're they're not, they know what his name is. And the, the reason he was arrested was because he was recording with a video camera in a public place. So the the whole case is just absolutely outrageous, and what's more outrageous is how little attention it's gotten in the national media. Uh-oh, looks like we lost Sam. So I guess we aren't on with Sam anymore that, at this point, but nonetheless... Can I read this uh, Supreme Court ruling? You have an update on not his case specifically, but something related, Mark. Go ahead, and we'll jump back into the calls. <clears throat> this is from the AP Washington the Supreme Court ruled Monday that people do not have a constitutional right to refuse to tell the police their names. Oh, boy. Now, it's interesting. You, maybe you have the right to remain silent, but you don't have the right to remain silent and not give your name. Um, the 5-4 to four decision frees the government to arrest and punish people who won't cooperate by revealing their identity. The decision was a defeat for privacy rights advocates who argued that the government could use its power to force people who have done 
nothing wrong, kind of like Sam. Um, as a matter of fact, the government's done something wrong in, in that particular case. But anyway, either, other than catch the attention of police to divulge information that may be used for broad database, da- database searches, the police, meanwhile, had argued that identification requests are a routine part of detective work. It's not a request if you put throw somebody in jail and don't let them out if they don't give it to you. That's not a request, officer. Well, the cops love to use the term, oh, we're, we're just asking you. We're asking for your compliance here. Well, if you don't give it, we'll taser you and, you know, throw a knee into your back, likely uh, ripping your arm out of socket so that My it'll gosh. never be good in, um, you know, good any longer. I just watched uh, part of this video on the online a few moments ago during the break, and th- 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 there were three cops just uh, attacking and beating on a man for being naked and tasering him. I haven't finished it yet, but it's just awful, the, the police state that we're in. Sam, uh, you're back with us. Are you there, sir? I'm here. Okay, what you just missed was Mark was reading a Supreme Court case. Apparently, just this week, they decided five to four that uh, there is no... What was it exactly, Mark? There, you there don't is have... no right not to give your name to the police. Interesting. Yep. So, uh, the Supreme Court says, and and this is another interesting thing. Here we have nine of the most prestigious, august judges in the nation, and they're deciding on what the Constitution says. Every year they make new decisions as to what the Constitution says. They interpret it. This nine panel of nine people who can't be fired for doing a bad job mm-hmm. no matter what they do, they disagreed five to four. Now, you think the Constitution's pretty clear. Right? Should be, yeah. It's written, so therefore you should get rulings that, at the very least, you you know, in order to, to rule, on, rule against a defendant on this, um, they should, against a, a citizen versus the government, because the Constitution's really a document that limits the government. You'll see nothing in the Constitution that limits the ability of a citizen to do something. Only It's an, only a it's document true. that limits the government. So therefore, when you see a pro-government ruling, perhaps they should come up with some, something like 66% or something. Maybe... A hundred percent of the uh, judges should have to say uh, that, you know, somebody's uh, that, that a citizen, uh, you know, doesn't have the right to do this. And the government nice does idea. have the right to do, to do this. It's a nice idea. But you and I both know that's not ever going to happen. No. Secession is far more likely. Or they would just even if that rule was in place, they would say, oh, well, this is not a, a pro-government ruling. Sam, I got actually another phone call for you. So let's go to that while we've still got you. Steve is in South Carolina listening to WSCFM. Hello, Steve. You're on with Sam. Hi, Ian. Hey, Sam, you're on with Sam. Mark. Go ahead. Uh, I've got a question for Mark here just briefly. Uh, don't give your name. Is that the name on your birth certificate, or how do they actually identify that? That Mark was a question for you, apparently. Uh, I'm sorry. It was for Sam, I'm likely. No, He's he said it was confused. a question for Mark. Was Steve, did you say that was a question for Mark or Sam? Mark, because he was just talking about the five to four. Uh, and it's, what what is a name? Is it does it specifically say you don't give your birth certificate name or, or what? It's not clear on that. Yeah, let me. Well, I mean, you know, there is a lot of uh, in the writ of habeas corpus. We cover exactly that question: what is in the name, and how is it determined? And there is there are just hundreds of examples of case law where it's really up to the defendant what he decides to call himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the, a, a person can change their name without going through the probate court here in New Hampshire. So there, I've read through four pages in this writ of habeas corpus on exactly this subject, and the law is very clear that you know it's it's really it's up to me 
how I want to give, what name I want to give, and how I want to be presented. And even in New Hampshire, they won't extradite somebody to another state based on a name and date of birth. You have to have more identifying information than that. So, you know, the, all of the body of case law that's out there says that, no, it does not have to be a true legal name. Okay, well, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, while you've been a prisoner, uh, talk to your fellow prisoners and discuss with them uh, what you're doing for the Free State Project and what it's all about, and have you given them focus? Yes, so they've uh, they've been seeing not only talking to me and, and understanding what I'm doing, but there's been front-page articles in the uh, local paper. The uh, activists have come out in droves with signs outside waving them, and they're seeing those and going, hey, what, what's going on here? Um, I've been on a hunger strike. I've been drinking milk, but that's it. I haven't eaten the food since I've been here and lost uh, I'm down to 160 from my normal weight of 180, and I'm over six feet tall. Um, the, the guards at times have even refused to give me food if I, they'll ask, are you going to eat it? And if I say I'm, I'm going to eat when I'm free, they won't give it to me. And I've been trading that for stamps so that I can communicate with people on the outside. And I've just uh, essentially started saying, okay, then I'll drink water and not even taking the milk. Well, the first time I did that, before I even made it 10 steps, three of them had jumped up with their milk to give it to me. So they're really, they see that what I'm doing in here is not only helping me, but it's, I'm, I'm helping everybody. I'm helping them. I'm helping uh, change this tyrannical system. That's wonderful because the whole thing is, is these guys have no direction. Yeah. And you're there, and I think you're there for a purpose, I mean, you know, considering it may be a higher power to put you there. Steve, we've got to let you go. Your phone line is kind of iffy. Thank you for the call. Uh, Sam, anything you wanted to add? Yeah, I, I mean, there, the, the stories that I'm hearing here are just horrible. Um, one guy was face down, was at his house in his backyard. He had drank too much. He passed out, threw up. He was laying face down in a puddle of puke. The police come on a noise complaint. They pick him up. He's too drunk to stand. He falls backwards, hits an officer as he's falling backwards drunk. And so then they decide, well, we need to taser this guy twice. Mm -hmm. And then they arrested him for disorderly conduct, and he was being held here. I thought they didn't have tasers in Keene. Uh, this was in uh, a neighboring town. Oh, I see. So of uh, Jaffrey that this happened. So another guy was being held for over two months on an $800 child support payment. Now the state spent over $1,600 trying to collect an, an $800 debt. What private company could get away with doing anything like that? The state just... It's really a system designed to extort money from taxpayers and feed it into the bureaucracy, feed it into the private prison industry, and just take, take, take. And it's all so insane and so sick and so inhumane, and I think that's one of the, the, the best things that's going to come out of this is more awareness of what exactly it is that goes on inside this country's jails. I mean, if you, if you have a loved one who's been in jail, and more and more Americans do uh, fit that bill because America keeps locking more people up, uh, but if you've ever had somebody that's been in jail and you've heard the stories, then you have some idea. But if you haven't, then you need to know what these people are doing with your money. They're doing this in your name. They're hurting people and torturing in your name, and you're, you're funding it. And it, if you don't realize what's happening, you need to pay attention. You said it.
All right. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, Sam, I'm sure you'll be checking in with us again uh, sometime early next week. And keep us in the loop as to what goes on, and I guess try to stay as safe as you can in there. I just uh, before you go, Sam, um, I just got some information that the uh, the case that uh, a listener had sent me in that wasn't a brand new case that you don't have to reveal your name. It was from 2004, but just as onerous. Yeah, and it may not apply. It depends on the circumstances, and it gets into a lot of minutia. So we'll see. Very good, Sam. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the call tonight. All right, so it is the Saturday edition of the show. We still have two hours remaining to take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. If you've been waiting patiently, we will get to you. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, it's 1-800-259-9231. Plus, coming up, if we get a chance, we'll tell you about how it is the Libertarian Party is just absolutely awful. Just awful. It's Free Talk Live. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of 10 times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-493-7712. 800-493-7712. That's 800-493-7712. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231, Saturday edition of the program. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com as we continue taking your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. And we'll start things out here by going to, I think we've got Jeff. Jeff on the line in, oh, wait, yeah, that is Jeff. Jeff in Arcadia? Yeah. Uh, Arcadia. Arcada, welcome to Free Talk Live. Jeff, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I just uh, figured I'd call in about uh, one of the uh, new things that they're trying to do here locally. I guess it's in, Ar- in Eureka, the next city over. Okay. They're trying to uh, do a rental home ordinance uh, where they have to have all rental homes inspected once a year it's to look out for the Slumlords and the grow houses. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's kind of it's kind it's kind of funny. They they want to charge all landlords thirty five dollars a year to let some bureaucrat come in and inspect it, make sure everything's up to code, everything's all right. Right. They do this. Uh, they do this because I guess renters are too incompetent to uh, decide. Uh, well, what it is that they're purchasing. Um, they you know they're they're just too incompetent. How, somehow they can go to the grocery store and decide what what they should buy off the grocery store shelves, and they can go to a car dealership and decide which car they want to buy, and they can de- make all these other decisions in their lives, but they can't decide which home they want to live in. 
Yeah, yeah. And well, it's kind of funny because they one of the big issues here is always how unaffordable all the rent, rental housing is. <laughs> so it's kind of like you're going to be adding on this extra fee that the landlord right. is going to pass down to the renters. Those renters are going to pay that. But I like how you also point out how they're kind of sneaking in a way to get a look and see if there's anybody doing any grow operations because that's dead on accurate. I mean, if you're going to be growing marijuana, you probably don't want to do it in your own home. So it's always a good idea to rent a place just so you can grow the marijuana there. And that way, if the you know if you do get busted, you're not risking your own property. And so if that's uh, you know if they're if they're going after every single rental property then odds are much better that they're going to start finding more grow operations yeah yeah well and like here you have the medical marijuana but you know some of the they they don't they don't you can't really like grow in certain areas like in city they like to keep it more industrial areas so yeah it's just going to kind of it's just another way that they and get in on that. And the landlords are going to go along with it. You know, They'll show up to the city council meeting, some of them will, and they'll beg. And they'll say, please don't do this to us. So no, please, please, please don't do this don't to us. Do it. But then and then when it. they pass it, because that's what the city does. You it's know, money, man. That's they what government money. does. Government grows. All governments always grow until they finally get so big and bloated or and or corrupt that they crash into their own weight um and that's a that's a ways to come here in the united states i don't know how far but it's a little ways to go so they're going to continue to grow and they're going to continue to get more rules and then these landlords are going to continue to pay you know I'm yeah aware. yeah well i mean definitely so, some of the landlords are you know pretty upset because you know you got you got the ones that are like hey i'm a good landlord why do i have to pay this fee every year you know, so you can try and keep out slum landlords that live down in the Bay Area from, you know, taking advantage of people or something like that. It's all about the money. That's the reason why. Yeah. Why? Because uh, they figured out how so, many rental houses there are, multiplied that times 35, and uh, they saw the dollar I'm signs. a little confused. Is this a statewide mandate? No, no. It, okay. it, it's a city ordinance. So they were supposed to vote on it last week, but they, they held off for more public comment period. Wait, so there's, so. A, there's a Bay Area in the Acadia? I don't understand. Well, our, 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 no, well, like a lot of the rental units up here, it's a, it's a it's college town area, and so a lot of the people that own the rentals all live down like around San Francisco, and you know live in, more in Southern California. Thanks for bringing that up tonight. I wish you uh, the best of luck. Hopefully they don't impose that, but the odds are good they will because gov- you know, the governments around the country are looking for more ways to get money out of people, as they always have been, but now more so than ever as uh, house- housing prices have been declining in value. So they've been trying to figure out extra ways to screw you. Thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. You can tell your story about whatever you want. And we'll talk to Jack listening in Florida to WFTL. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, gentlemen, um, let me start out by saying that I called you guys a few weeks ago, and you guys helped me out with a little problem I was having. And what was that? I, I, I Remember, I'm the dream guy who had the weird dream about being the superhero? You, yeah, you were being tortured or tormented uh, by your sister. She was hanging you over a vat of uh, vegetables that were that had teeth and were trying to bite you or something like that? It's pretty Close good. Close enough, it was fruit. Okay, fruit. But, most you people don't know the difference. Challenged me to change the dream, and I ended up changing the dream, and now I can't stop dreaming what I'm not dreaming. And that is, it goes in the exact same format, right? The exact same format. I, I'm in my room. My friend goes, "Can you grab that off the shelf?" And then he hits me over the head, and then I wake up. You know who's there now, though? Who? Who? This girl I have a 
I, I kind of like. Okay. He's the ringleader of the whole thing. So I figured it out. We're waiting in with bated breath. Uh-huh. On a side note, let me just say, I love you guys. You guys I love you, too. Me. Go ahead. What'd you figure out? Leonard okay, I figured out it, it depends on what I'm feeling towards the person right now. Like, I was in a really horrible argument with my sister at that point. So, of course, I'm going to dream the fact that she's trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. We're in this horrible argument. I really like this girl. I mean, I really do. So I think what my dream is trying to tell me, my, the, the one who hits me over the head, he just happens to be a side note in the whole thing. It's just like, it's the, devi- it's the MacGuffin to get the plot going. So you think that uh, that, you're, that depending on who you're focusing on during your daylight waking hours has to do with who shows up in the in the dream as the evil mastermind? Yes. And that still doesn't really give you anything significant, though, does it? I mean, it's just more of an explanation of why that's happening now as opposed to wasn't happening before. Well, now that I know why I'm having the dream, I can figure out what the dream means. But I've got two parts of the three-part pie. And I want to let you know that I'm traveling to Chicago for the next four months to go home for break. I, I will have four months to figure this out. And when I come back, I promise you, I will call you, and I will let you know why I'm having this dream. All right, man. Well, only call us back if you get the girl. That's what I want. Hey, there you go. Good luck, dude. Thanks <laughs> for the gorgeous. call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Hey, if you dream it, you can probably have it. Well, if, right? if, you, if, you, if you choose it, I think you're, yeah. you're better off. But, you know, when you're dealing with someone else, you never know how it goes, it's going to go. That's true. Yeah, you, your dreams have to kind of line up in order yeah. for that to work out. All right, 800. And if they don't line up, you didn't want her anyway. 1-800-259-9231. Steve is in Florida. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Steve has put his phone down, has walked away. Steve going once, going twice. Let's, hello? Can you hear me? I've got you, Steve. What's on your mind tonight? Hello? You are on the air. Go. Oh, you can hear me. Yes. <laughs> oh, hey, I, first of all, I want to say I appreciate y'all's show. I found it on the podcast a couple days ago, and... I was actually kind of worried because you had that girl on that that uh, told you about the ten page website or YouTube video, and and I kind of thought it might have been an Art Bell kind of program. But uh, oh, the crazy lady! We had some <laughs> nut job uh, call in. Was that your first night listening? That was my first night listening. So you can imagine what I what I thought the show was going to be about. But then I continued, and uh, I'm pleasantly surprised, and uh, and I appreciate your show. Um, you know, and something you mentioned earlier about Sam's case was uh, that a uh, a woman was pleading that he give his name. Just go ahead and give your name, and everything will be okay, and we'll let you go. And that reminded me of the Braveheart movie. At the very end, uh, William Wallace was being told as he was on the stretcher, "Yeah, bow to the king. Just bow to the king, and it'll be over with." You know, and that's what a- did he yell? Yell freedom. You know, that's a great analogy. I'm going to bring you back. I know you had something else you wanted to talk about more with uh, Steve here in a moment. Take your calls as well about whatever you want. Mark, have you seen Braveheart? Yeah, I absolutely have. And it, it's, it's an interesting movie about freedom because you got to remember back then, people really did rule themselves in much smaller enclaves. And the big ruler far away... Washington, D.C., for instance, um, you know, those, those were the people that were hated and vilified yeah. because they, they just came and took money and took it away. 
this is a much closer form of tyranny that Sam True. is enduring right now. Uh, the, the king, in this case, is a judge, mm-hmm. and it's the judge who controls whether or not he stays in that jail cell. And it's the judge that wants to break Sam, and he's not breaking. More coming up. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the Saturday edition of the program. You dial in and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, and those features include live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version and even a webcam, all free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. If you like free stuff, here's something free coming at you. Audible offers over 60,000 downloadable audio books, magazines, and radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. You can try them out by downloading a free audio book at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL, as in Free Talk Live. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. And they've got all kinds of books over there. Uh, you know, they, They've got Atlas Shrugged. I know they've got Ron Paul's Revolution and Manifesto. All kinds of bestsellers. More calls uh, by you. 800-259-9231. We go to Steve in Florida. Steve, you're back on Free Talk Live. So what else was on your mind tonight? Go ahead. Well, uh, before I mention what was on my mind, I'd like to ask you a question about Andrew Carroll. Yes, uh, a heroic, in the marijuana case. Yes, a heroic civil disobedience activist up here in uh, New Hampshire. He was arrested in January for possessing marijuana, having a piece of marijuana in his hand in public. He'd announced it uh, in advance and at press releases. I think he's more of a conscientious objector. Well, my question is, uh, was it against the law to have the marijuana? It is yes. against the law to possess marijuana. So what was the what was the whole point? I mean, if it's against the law, it's against the law, right? And you just have to change the law instead of just trying to be disobedient. Isn't that how it works? Well, it, it was. I think there was a law that uh, black people had to give up their seats on the bus and go to the back of the bus, and then they weren't allowed to sit at uh, certain counters. And uh, do you think it was okay for them to have uh, stepped forward and said no? Okay, okay. Well, I just wanted I just wanted to clarify that. I wasn't sure I'd been right. listening to the story a whole lot, so I wanted to clarify that. Sure. But yeah, anyway, the- um. The point of it, just, and, and, and I'm not going jump. I'm not going to jump down your throat, but I am going to say it for other people out there because we've been told all our lives that well, that's the legislative. If if you want to get something changed, you just go through the legislative process. Yeah, just get elected and, and blah blah blah. Right, you know, for somebody who loves freedom. That I mean, there are so many areas that the government has, uh, you know, stepped in um, and you know taken away freedoms that you'll never get there in your life by doing step by step going through the legislative process. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and I, I totally agree. On, hopefully, on, on we can get other people point. to do that. Um, you know, t- all together that we one might be able to do that, and I think that the legislative process kind of. To help cement these things, I also think that there's, uh, you know, if you put a, an imperative on these politicians and show them, look, your laws are hurting people, innocent right. people. They're tearing families apart. You're stealing money from people that you shouldn't be stealing money from, and we want you to stop right now. It brings attention to the issue and makes it more likely for political change to become feasible. So people like Andrew, who've taken uh, the time and the effort and have the courage to stand up against these unjust laws, I think should be applauded and encouraged. If we had, I mean, Andrew was all alone in his protest. If Andrew had been joined by 20 other people that also were possessing marijuana in public, that would have completely changed the game. It would have made it almost impossible for them to handle that situation. They wouldn't have been able to bring in enough Cops to deal with those uh, people. So if, 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 the more we can encourage civil disobedience like that, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Well, uh, 
Andrew also wasn't invading anyone's life, liberty, or property. Certainly not. Okay. And I think and that should be a prerequisite for an actual crime. Absolutely. Now, now the reason I call, I'm a southerner, so naturally secession is, is at, at, at the heart of my history. Um, anytime I bring it up to anyone, they, they just, they seem appalled, like, oh no, you can't do that, and you'll break up the union, and, and, and I guess my question is, so what? Yeah. Now, now let's yeah. just imagine Texas leaving. Okay, so what? Right. They Who don't affect me in Florida. Every state, now I'm not that learned, and I don't understand how everything goes, but from what I understand, every state in this union, if you will, uh, or confederacy, or, or what you want to call it, it's a federation. Uh, has, has confederation. No, has a federation. A federation. A federation. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I apologize. No problem. Um, has the infrastructure necessary to accomplish their goals. They have commerce. They have uh, any type of, uh, you know, if, if they want to, 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 to have a tariff on exports or imports, and that, that should be their business. It'd be, it'd be dumb um, of them to do that, but yeah, they could do that. And you're right. Well, absolutely. The, the, these but, people don't have any perspective on things. They're not even looking at it uh, honestly, because would somebody have said, well, for instance, let me just reverse just a moment. Would somebody in America have said, when the the Soviet Union was breaking up, well, why are they doing that? They need to keep that Soviet Union together. My God, they, should, my they exactly should invade that. in Belarus and wipe out those traitors. Yeah. I mean, now, that's, from what I understand, that the Confederate battle flag was flying in East Germany at one point. I haven't yep. actually seen a picture of it, but it may have, and in Poland also. And, and, and nobody said anything about that. Well, And if you, you want know, to see how thorough the victory of the North was over the South, we're told that Abraham Lincoln was the greatest president that we ever had. However, this is the president that killed more of his countrymen than any other president ever has before or since. He's a tyrant. He, he, uh, ask Thomas insti- DiLorenzo. He'll tell you. Right. Yep. He, he, he got rid of uh, habeas corpus. Oh, my God. Can you imagine a, a United States president got rid of habeas corpus? <laughs> I mean, he instituted a fiat currency, and he uh, conscripted free men into his army. Why uh, does Ted Kennedy care what I do in Florida? Why does he care? Isn't he a senator from Massachusetts? Why does he because have to get into my business? Because he's Why power does hungry? he care? Hey man, I am completely with you. We are. I'm. I'd say, I'd say on this show we're 100 percent in favor of secession. So well, thank you. Uh, I wanted to find that. I wanted to find that out, and I and I, I, I and did I, find that. And out. I think you should continue having conversations with people. I think it's an issue that is starting to be uh, discussed more in, in in the American public. And I think that uh, people do have a certain uneasy feeling when it comes to secession. It's not necessarily because they love the union, even though that might be it's what they're scary. saying. It's fear. Yeah, yeah. it's fear it's all scary. the way. Now, now the problem with with Ron Paul, God bless his soul, um, is that he's a U.S. congressman, and that's not where we need to make the change. We need to make the change with the governors of a state to stand up for their state and say no, thank you, and to say we're going to repeal whatever Seventeenth Amendment you have going on, and we're going to pick our own people. If that is, if we keep a federal government, right? And or we're, you know, we're going to do what we want to do. In other well, words, you know, and, and it shouldn't be at Congress's level. I, I agree with you, um, but you know, when you look at uh, when you, even, when you look at the national level or at the state level, largely what you have, I mean, politicians in order to get where they are, largely are spineless slugs. I mean, you know, they, they don't stand up for much. Now, um, there, I've noticed a raw story here. It looks like a poll of uh, the. Republicans in the uh, Georgia state uh, Republicans, forty-three uh, percent of them are for secession. So I find that kind That's of cool. That's mostly political, though, don't you think? 
I, I think, think so. I think it's mostly, yeah, they're mostly for yeah. secession because, well, they're mad that Barack Obama's in. I'll take it but where I can get Florida, it. In Florida, your yeah. go, your governor is, you know, he's just this side of being a Democrat. Um, so I mean, he's, he's one got of, to go. He's, he's <laughs> one of these middle of the road, wishy washy, spineless kind of politicians that could very well end up in the White House because that's what we really like in America. Man, you know, I agree with what you what you're saying that if you want change to happen, it needs to happen on a more local level, and this, certainly the state level is more palatable as far as actually getting something to happen. But I'm uh, both Mark and myself are formerly of Florida, Florida natives, yep. and uh, I. And I'm Charlie so glad Chris's to be out tan really, really disturbs me. I am so glad to be out of there because uh, there's just constantly an influx of New Yorkers, New Jerseyites, and I thank you for the call tonight, by the way. Constantly don't forget the Chicago ones. Influx of status from around the country coming into Florida, and I just don't see how it's even going to be possible to achieve any any semblance of liberty in Florida, which is one of the reasons why I moved to New Hampshire because in New Hampshire. We're being, uh, we've got an influx of liberty activists, and so that's going to make a big difference in the coming years. In fact, it already is making a pretty big difference. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. If you dial in toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. Over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. From serious issues to fun stuff, you'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Well, as usual, we've already mentioned the Free State Project at least once in this program, and Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Not only are we members of the Free State Project, but they're also sponsors. So from creating new and old media to political action, civil disobedience, and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-liberty activism than you ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Is that a false claim, Mark? I mean, more no, activism true. than you'd ever imagined possible. There's well, more activism going on here in a week than happened in a year down in Florida. I don't know about imagined possible, but um, it more than what's going on where you are. When Absolutely. You, when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, learn more at freestateproject.org. Get signed up. That's freestateproject.org. And then get up here. All right. So we continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want. It's Lou listening to WFTL in Florida. Lou, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. Have you guys discussed the Mexican swine flu this week? You know what? We were going we to touch on that. We haven't tonight. really spent much time on it. No. Go Do ahead. you mind if I ask a question? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, when it comes to Mexican swine flu, what is the party line when it comes to quarantining people from Mexico that are uh, coming the in with this? The party line? What party line? Well, remember, uh, the, Lou, fr- the free state people. Okay, remember, we do not represent the Libertarian Party of the United States. No, I quit the Libertarian Party <laughs> last year. We do not uh, represent the free state well, project. Just, just the, common, the common feeling amongst the people that you belong to. Well, okay, what was the question again? What Quarantining. What about quarantining? Should quarantining be done at all? Is that what you're asking? Yes, yes. You know, I and think that if you've got, it if it, it has to be done, I think if you've got private property and you want to keep people off your private property, you should be, uh, you should be free to keep people off your private property. Um, I, I, Lou, this is going to be an area where libertarians, depending on how far they are down the scale, can change their opinions. Um, I'm of the opinion that free people should be able to cross borders freely. That means that I believe with that a people, disease. 
I'm not of that opinion. Um, I'm of so the how opinion. do you stop them? Who's going to stop them? You can't stop well, them. You, you cannot stop them, Lou. If they want to sneak across the border, they're no, going to no, sneak across the border. No, no, but I'm saying is with the disease. Let's say the guy right. has a disease. So, so how that, do you stop him from entering your state? At a legitimate border, I would say, um, you know, if, if, if you're going to if you're going to set something up like this, but you, you don't believe scare, in borders. Do I believe in borders? No, but you don't believe in borders. I believe in borders. I mean, they're they're a reality in our in our political world. There are borders, and men will shoot you for going across them. But Ian doesn't believe in borders. Ian and I differ I believe in, in private property. Issue. I believe in private property. But so you don't I, believe in borders. Well, there are borders on my private property. No, but I'm just saying. You uh, mean national look, borders? Yeah, exactly. No, absolutely not. Those are imaginary lines in the sand. Just well, like my private property lines are imaginary, but I don't respect uh, the the national borders like I do respect private property. Yes, listen, you guys, I really think you should uh, think this over and speak to some scientists and realize mean? that this is a contagious disease and you it's have to... It's the flu. It's the flu. Excuse me? It's the flu, Lou. You're talking about the flu, right? This, the swine flu? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It hasn't, did... it hasn't killed hardly anybody at this point. You're familiar with the Spanish influenza of 1918, right? I'm also familiar with uh, yellow fever. When's that coming back, Lou? No, but I'm saying you're familiar with the Spanish influenza that killed 50 million people. It did kill quite a few people. And, 50 uh, million. It, and, and it looks like this one isn't going to be that. You know, I think you guys are a bit confused when it comes to this subject. No, I think you're confused. No, no. Lou. How Lou, do you the reality is, it's not killing anyone near, um, nearly like the the, Sp- the Spanish flu did. And even if and it is killing people, the reality is you can't do anything about it. I mean, yeah. what are you going to do, Lou? What's your so plan? You think, you think that uh, individuals have the right to enter any country they want with any disease? I don't believe in anything called a country, Lou. I think that we have. Uh, I think that we should have private property, and that's it. I don't. I believe think quarantining is a legitimate thing to do at a border. The government. You see, the, you see what I mean? Exist. Now, Mark is again showing himself to be a rational human being. And I don't Ian think it's going to work, though, Lou. I mean, that's no, the, but that's Mark, the answer. At least, <laughs> at least you're speaking like a rational human being. Ian is speaking like a fanatic. There again. are men with guns, and they call themselves the government, Lou. That what they say doesn't mean jack squat to me. And, and, and uh, I would like to point out, Lou, if you get uh, you know ten people who want to illegally cross a border, um, or would you know otherwise illegally cross a border, um, that have the disease, one guy who is a citizen is going to come across with it, and it's going to spread anyway. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? You Lou? Know, what are you going to do about citizens? Are you going to check all of them too, cr- crossing the border? Well, you know, look at look at what Hong Kong did to that Mexican. They had a hotel where one Mexican. Mexican guy was in the hotel, and they're forcing everyone. And you consider Hong Kong to be one of the freest places on earth. Well, and financially, financially free. I mean, uh, no, no. But what they're doing in Hong Kong is one Mexican was caught with the disease, and they're uh-huh. forcing the 380 other people that were in that hotel when he was there not to leave the hotel. So they quarantined. You consider the hotel. that to be free? No, absolutely no, man, not, I... Lou. Can you but listen? I think you say that Hong Kong was Lou, one of the Can you listen pe- for just a moment, Mark? Why don't you explain to well, him? Hong Kong is free financially. That means you can go out and you can start your own business without asking a bunch of bureaucrats in order, um, you know, to, to get that done. However, you're talking about Southeast Asia and the Chinese government. So when it comes to social freedoms, which is what a quarantine is going to fall under, yeah. we wouldn't claim that Hong Kong is um, anywhere nearly near as free as the United States. Of course not. Of but it is not. more free than the United States when it comes to financial issues. So I want to get back now, Lou. So you've you've railed against me for believing in liberty and private property. Now I'd like to hear you explain to me what it is your your plan is. If if Lou was in charge, what would Lou put into effect to stop those Mexicans from bringing across that swine flu? Go ahead, Lou. No. First of all, what I would do is I would discuss it with my scientific uh, advisors. Okay. 
and I would discuss with them how critical the situation is. They're telling and you it's they, critical. Critical. Okay, let's say it's critical. Then we would start some type of quarantine. We'd close okay. the border. How are you going to do that? Are you going to just border the, the border between the states or the border no, of the, the country? No, the border between the United States and Mexico. But what if it spreads state to state? I mean, what, what if United States citizens come back with it? What if they're already here? I mean, He's you closing really the border. You can't that, come back, right, but, Lou? I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, as the situation is as it is of today, where the vast majority of the cases are inside Mexico right now. Yep. So what I would do is I would close the border with Mexico. Closed completely. So if you're an American citizen in Mexico, you're SOL, you have to stay there, right? Exactly. Okay. So close the border completely. How do you plan on accomplishing that one? Hmm? With the border patrol. Okay. So you're talking close about... Close all the border crossings. So you're dramatically increasing the size of the border patrol. You're putting men at what? How, what are the... Uh, how, for the time, how, for the time, until, until the disease runs its course. So how, um, how long is the border? It's like a, a thousand... About 2,200 2, miles. So, so how many border patrol guys is that going to take? Um, I would say about 10,000. So, okay, so I don't know what the current uh, amount of their, their I think forces, you could get away with just shutting them down and putting a, hanging a sign on I would each just, of them. Exactly. I would shut off all the border crossings, and I would tell them, I'm sorry, we're, we're going to close the border but for a while. what about the people that want to come anyway? What about the ones that are going to walk through the, the desert, basically? Well, we don't well have the to ones make that are willing to walk through the desert, you can't do we anything We don't have about. to make it easy for them. So, so you're saying that you're going you're gonna to post guards along the desert, or the desert's going to be wide open and people can just walk through if they want to? Well, we could set up booby traps. Okay, booby traps, guards, <laughs> right. Now, what about the... Like those bear traps, like they, they for Wile E. Coyote, gets their leg. And then, we, you know what else we could do? We could we could get a couple of them, and we could hang them, oh, and gosh. we could set them up along the border. Warning do you others. hate all Hispanics or just the Mexicans? No, I'm I'm being facetious. I'm, okay. I'm you know, I'm okay. being facetious. Okay. I, I, <laughs> you know, we get this, right? Throw them all in camps, that whole thing. No, 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 no. I don't believe in that. I just believe that we have to protect the citizens. Don't I agree. You think I agree with you on that one, um, Lou, but however... I don't expect the government to p protect me. Right, and I, I think that it's the worst and organization. I don't expect the libertarians to protect me either. Well, uh, how are they going to? They're going to? They're going to leave your protection to the person that is best qualified to do it. You, Lou, and um, you can stay in your house and quarantine yourself off. Sure. Remember the mask. And here's the problem, Lou, is Wash that we hands. have uh, 180 countries in this world, and even if you cut off yours from another country, you know, the United States citizen's going to say, "Huh, I'm not sticking around here. I'm flying to Toronto and going home that way." So uh, one, one more question: Fly can I to Toronto the guy and drive a car across. Yeah. And then, can I ask you one question? The guy that's in jail. <laughs> we're all dead. The guy that's in jail, is he a native of New Hampshire? No, he's not. He moved here from Texas early this year. Thanks, Lou, for the call tonight. As always, good to hear from you. 800-259-9231, even though you're a sick, sick, twisted man. Well, you know, he's just trying to sol solve a problem. Yeah, well, you don't solve the problem. Uh, you don't solve any problems in an effective manner by using the state. And the state, whenever it's trying to solve a problem, ends up creating more, usually of the same problem, or exacerbating the problem, making new problems. That's the history of the state. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. That's the point of the show. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board. 
and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Plus, you'll get access to perks like the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there for you. Get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls. Let's talk to John, listening in Oklahoma City. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Um, Is this John? Hey, how are you doing? You're on the air. Great. Uh, man, I heard Lou. You've, you've got to love people like this. You know, the... Uh, the swine flu scare and, you know, whatever is going on right now. We don't even know if it's a real disease or if it's all media hype. And this guy's ready to, you know, go to war with Mexico, basically. Yeah, it's well, crazy. You know, but, uh, people people really do think that they can contain, you know, they, they, they played risk when they were a kid, and they think they can <laughs> conquer the world and contain these kind of things. And you absolutely can't in uh, today's culture. I mean, when you're talking about flu, now, I, by the way, I'm not I'm not a scientist, but I can tell you that my experience is um, that flus are more virulent in the very early stages when you're less likely to be symptomatic. So what are you going to do? You're going to screen every man, woman, and child that you're allowing inside, you know, to, to pass inside the country. Oh no, he said because, shut it down totally. Well, he shut down the border with Mexico, right. but that that isn't going to work because American citizens who are in Mexico are going to say, "I'm not staying here." They're going to fly to Toronto. Uh-huh. They're going to drive across the border. So or you fly can shut across- down the other border. Right, so you're going to have to shut down the other border. You're going to have to shut down East Coast and every West Coast. incoming flight into the United States. Right. Or, and the people that are, you know... You can or, forget about commerce, trade. Or, or you're going to quarantine people um, that are already here when you decide to shut it down, and you're going to test all of them. It's, it is how many a nightmare. Pe- how many people have died from this one 22- or 23-month-year-old baby? And that baby died after being admitted to the uh, emergency room yeah. two hours later. So how I look at it is the baby probably died from the inoculation or, you know, the anti-flu, whatever they're doing. The sickest this I've ever Tama been in my flu. life. The sickest I've ever been in my life is a flu vaccination. Um, exactly. Two, uh, two times. Exactly. And exactly. The, the studies Tama do flu. show that people get sick, um, you know, have reactions from uh, the flu vaccinations. Not necessarily mm-hmm. flu, it's some kind of reaction. But fine. doesn't matter whether it's an allergic reaction that looks like the flu or whether it's the flu itself. If it kills you, you're dead. Yeah, but it's always the last flu that we had. It takes six months to come up with the vaccination anyway. Right. I, I think so we're, every I time still think we're a... better off um, allowing science to figure out how it is we're going to deal with the flu vaccine or the flu, uh, the, the, the uh, Spanish flu or whatever it is, than to allow the government. Because the government, although they might try, all they're going to do is screw things up. We should be used to that because everything that they do, they screw up. They're already screwing up. I think this is the government, actually. I mean, Tamiflu has a, a shelf life of three years, and here is here's this giant flu pandemic where they have to get rid of these three-year-old Tamiflu products in a mass quantity. So I look at it as, you know, Cheney's going to he's going to have his payday, and of course Obama's going to have his payday because he owns so much stock in the company. And why isn't this hitting hitting any Caucasian or African Americans? It's only Mexican. And when you when you really look at it, the swine bird, even though swine doesn't have anything to do with pig, every everyone should know that. But this in this uh, flu looks man made. And when you well, really break it down, 
the whole the whole situation seems man-made. You know, th- then now you're getting into speculation. Well, I'll tell you. Yes, true. I am. I am. If you go to Mercola.com, um, you know, there there are doctors that are saying just what he's saying. Is that right? Um, now, I, I'm, I don't know one way or the other, and I don't think that it really is beneficial to decide whether the government's doing it or not. But... You know whether it's you're dealing with somebody. Vendetta. I mean, w- it's the movie V for Vendetta, yeah. and it's happening. That's how I look at it. When you're looking, when you're dealing with somebody who's either grossly incompetent or evil, which one do you want? I mean, it's really six yeah. six of one, half dozen of <laughs> the other. Right. I mean, if you deal with somebody on a daily basis um, who screws up everything that they touch, and that's what the government does, screws up yeah. everything that they touch, you can't call in and tell me one thing that they've done well. Right. Um, and well, didn't I hear one of you guys say that you would take a handout if it was given to you? I'm not sure. what By it, the in, government? In reference to what? When did you hear that? Oh man, it was it was earlier. Oh man, tonight? that was probably two hours ago. I don't Not really remember um, that happening tonight, but I will. Uh, I will tell you. I'll give you a scenario. Suppose a big guy comes and steals your wallet, and he goes around and steals a bunch of people's wallets, and then he goes to the middle of town square, and he you know takes half the money out of the wallets, puts it in his back pocket, and then the other half of the money he hands out to people. Oh, I understand that. Would you line up and yeah. take some of that money if he's handing it out sure. to people? Yeah, Th- nothing wrong with it as far as I'm concerned. Oh, no, yes, there is something. That's the whole Robin Hood thing. Robin Hood was a great guy, sure, but he still is stealing from someone. Absolutely. To give to someone else that hasn't worked for it. But, if, but him stealing is not the person who t- accepts the money stealing. Do you understand? So a welfare recipient isn't stealing any money from no. you. They're simply accepting stolen money. And I'm not of the opinion. Exactly. I'm not of and the opinion. And I refuse to accept stolen money. Actually, the first, uh, it wasn't a stimulus package, but it was that first uh, return that, that Bush gave us. Mm-hmm. I took that $356 check and ripped it up. Wow. And That's it was really after my divorce. I, I could have actually taken that money because well, I didn't make that much. But I will not accept money from this tyrannical government. You know, I don't blame you for taking that position at all, but at the same time, I'm not going to place any blame on somebody who has paid money into this gang. I mean, if you think about it this way, this is a gang of thugs. The government is a gang of thugs. They've stolen money from you, in my case, just with the Social Security uh, payments alone, before I stopped paying them. uh, They, you know, Social Security snagged $10,000 of my money. So, if, uh, you know, as Mark says, if that same gang is now saying, well, you know, we're going to cut you a check back because we feel so Sorry for taking all your money. I, I don't see anything wrong with necessarily taking it as long as there aren't any strings attached. You don't have to be their bitch and you don't have to jump through their hoops in order to. No, but uh, you always will be. You know what? And if you if you decide to take whatever strings it is that you decide to yeah. take, if the uh, if the guy who's handing out the money in uh, the, the middle of town square says, "Well, first you must kiss my shoe." If you decide to kiss his shoe, that's your choice. I mean, at the same time, you may not. Now, what were the strings attached to the uh, the Bush check for $300 that you turned down back in 2002? Oh, there, was, there weren't any strings attached. Okay, that so was one of those. Uh, just to make it clear, there's the not people. always strings a- attached. <laughs> hey, thanks for the call yeah. tonight. Good hearing from you, dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I'm not for taking money from the government. I'm just no. not for pointing fingers at people and calling names and stuff. And that's where the that's the very next step is if you say, well, I'm too principled to take this money because this money is stolen, then the very, very, very next step is saying, pointing at somebody who did take the money and saying, you're a thief. 
you know, and, you could draw that. You could draw it out to another absurd extreme as well, if you want to. If you're saying, well, I'm not going to take any money from the state, well, then shouldn't you also not be taking any of the benefits from the state? And what I mean by that is, you know, simple things like uh, the roads. Well, I mean, the if, government pays the, paves the roads. Uh, try right. to try to stay off those things. Right. So, I mean, if you try don't, to don't pay those, uh, don't don't buy gasoline because inside that gasoline are gas taxes. Um, you know, don't don't pay right. your property taxes because you're giving phone. money to the uh, to the thug. Um, don't you know? Don't pay your income taxes. Right. So. I mean, at this point, you're talking about well, not having a regular job, riding, uh, you know, living in a, a mobile home is probably the most effective way to avoid uh, paying property taxes, and it ain't easy. But I agree with the principle. I, I do agree. First of all, I don't think that people should be giving money to the government in the first place. If you can avoid giving the government money, then you definitely should not be taking money back out. So, for instance, I don't pay the federal government money, so therefore I don't want to take any benefits from the federal government. However, I do pay the local government money because I'm a lot more frightened of them than I am the, the feds. <laughs> and, uh, and so, therefore, I don't feel terrible necessarily about uh, driving around on the roads or, or going and in, 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 taking advantage of some sort. You know, they're, they're paving my streets. I don't feel awful about that because, well, I have paid in for that. It's not like I'm mooching from a system that hasn't mooched for me first. I guess it's does that make any sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me, but... It still feels you know. icky to me. Like, I would prefer to not be paying at all. I would prefer to be hiring my own street cleaning crew or to prefer to do all that outside of the government structure. But as of right now, that's where it, those services exist. They're monopolized. Right. So I, I have no choice unless I want to be a hermit. And I don't. So 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. There's still uh, lots to talk about here tonight. In fact, the, you know, we, we already touched on the swine flu thing. Looks like the Libertarian Party, which is just proving its irrelevance and its uselessness, has... <laughs> every, every at every opportunity they get. Yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, I haven't paid any attention to them since last year. I think it was about this time last year that I quit the Libertarian Party, and now I've been reminded as to why it was that I quit. Uh, because they're now in favor of uh, essentially border checks to supposedly stop this flu. And whether or not the government created the flu, this flu or not, I don't know. But what I do know is that they are enacting more tyranny as a result. That's what I'm concerned about. Hour three's coming up. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the Saturday edition of the program. Toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We continue taking your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. We'll start with Ted, listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Hello, Ted. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Uh, super. What's on your mind? Uh, not too much. You guys just had the uh, caller call in talking about the uh, um, government with the uh, not accepting the stimulus money, or excuse me, the, uh, the Bush checks that got sent out. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to make this comment so that everybody knows, you know, the Constitution abides for government and taxes. And the problem is, is not government. The problem is the problems within government. And that's due to the lack of people being involved. I, mean, I, I disagree. You know, no, I disagree. I think the problem is government because what government is, is force. 
and using force, initiating force, aggressing against your neighbors, regardless of whatever your goal is. I don't care if it's feeding the poor or whatever it is you want to do. Uh, it's not right to do those things. And government, no matter no matter if you put the nicest people in charge of it. And around here in, in Keene, where we do this show from, there's some nice folks. I mean, the, one of the city councilors is a very nice lady, but she still voted to steal somebody's house from them. Oh, and, and you're absolutely right, and that's just it. It's an abuse of power. Again, it goes but back they, to the But it's not an abuse right. of power. That's what government does. It's designed yeah. to take things, to steal things, I, and to destroy lives. I have to agree with my partner here, although um, I'm, I'm more the small government type. Um, I hear a little constitution worship there, and I'd thank like – and I'd encourage you. – what's that? I said thank you. Well, now listen, um, I'd encourage you to do a little research on the Articles of Confederation. The American people were lied to about the uh, you know the problems that were going on in the United States, and well, oh, we just can't solve just, these problems like without today. without more like centralized today. government. So they created uh, you know there, where there was none, they created a bicameral legislature and an executive. Because remember, we didn't have an executive till 1789, when the general who won a um, won a war that was over in 1780 then became the. Uh, the president um, and 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 like and almost lost it for us too. The militia was doing pretty good without uh, George Washington uh, standing troops up and fighting, you know, fighting the old European style line, line to line. To line. Um, but you know, the fact is that the Constitution. It was a big lie in the first place, um, and it was set up to grow the government to what it looks like now. Why in the world would we have a legislator, le- legislature if they weren't supposed to make laws? If they weren't supposed to make laws, then why would the Ninth and Tenth Amendments even exist? I mean, they already set up all the things the government was supposed to do inside that Ninth and Tenth Amendment, or you know, uh, inside the Constitution. The Ninth and Tenth Amendment said that it's not supposed to get any bigger than this. Then why do we need a legislature in the first place? Well, let me ask you this, gentlemen. I, I understand the point you're making here, and I see where you're coming from. But here's something that you have to consider. Without some form of structure, and the structure, the intention, in my, in my personal belief and interpretation, you know, is that the intention was there to have a form of government that the people are a part of and that the people I, are represented. You know, and I see here, you. Here, well, hold on. One, okay. Let me finish here. The one thing is, is that we no longer have representatives in our government. We have professional politicians. It has become a business place. They are Even our servants. Steve, not, not, they're not, not your servants, and they've right. never well, been your servants. Right. Well, never that been was the intention, though. I, I don't know that it was. Steve, I don't know that it was. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, and I've said the words that you've said. I just think I've moved beyond that. I'm not sure that that was the intention in the, in the beginning. What if it remember, was? Remember the creation of the Democratic Party with Andrew Jackson, um, that the, the Democratic Republicans, many of the, the, uh, the people in the Democratic Republican Party, weren't so keen on every man, all the people being involved in the government in the first place. Remember, oh, you're absolutely right. That's absolutely Thomas right. Jefferson I always, I was a member of that party. I always make the argument too to people when we talk about the Constitution that you have to understand that this this was set up by a bunch of people who didn't want to pay taxes, owned slaves, and had no problem taking the land from the Indians. So I, I you know, I'm not going to sit here and say anything's perfect. But when you when you start try to trying to radically interpret the Constitution, I personally believe that's where a lot of the problems, 
you know, stem from when you quit calling red, red, and you start saying, well, it's a shade of chartreuse as well. I, un- I understand. I understand. However, um, they, you know, the, these steps have been taken all along. And, uh, you know, the, when you look at Abraham Lincoln, took huge steps uh, in the fighting of the uh, the Civil War, the war between the states, the war of northern aggression, whatever you want to call it. And now you look at those things and you know, people say he's a great American for having done it. This government was meant to grow. It was created by people that wanted to see larger government. Yes, there were great men like Thomas Jefferson and uh, Madison who told us some wonderful lies about what the Constitution was supposed to do. Those whole Federalist Papers, those are some a fabulous bit of propaganda. But this government, this Constitution that we have, was set up to grow the largest empire the well, world has ever seen. Now, maybe it, they didn't know it was going to happen, well, but that was the result. Right. It, it either it either has uh, authorized the largest empire the world has ever seen, or it was completely powerless to prevent the... Uh, as, right. as and the Articles of Confederation that came before it were powerless to stop those men from putting in place that Constitution. constitution. Right. It's all just words oh. on paper anyway, right? Well, well, let me throw one out at you guys. All right, go ahead. I'm a fairly new listener. I do enjoy the show. Thank you. Um, Welcome. What... What is your alternative, especially with – and here's always been my one argument when I've sat and done in-depth uh, thinking on you know, the problems within our own country, within our world. It always comes back to the one thing. We're, we're a population that's ever growing, so we constantly expand. There's always going to be more and more people. So what is your solution? What would you propose and just for this country as a form of organization if we'll, we'll avoid the word government? Well, uh, to, to answer that question, I would like to say that in regards to organization and structure, you used the term structure before, and well, we have to have structure. And I think that you're presuming that in order to, uh, to have structure, you must have a government. But I don't think that's true. I think that if you want to have structure, let the marketplace handle it. Let the market decide how to allocate the resources that are out there. That's what the market does best. Uh, buyers and sellers getting together, people in search of a profit, entrepreneurs getting out there, offering products and services. Anything the government does today, whatever service it is that they provide, whether it's you know helping the poor or defense or whatever it might be that you happen to you'd be a fan of, all of those things can be done in the marketplace Funded on a voluntary basis. Now I know Mark's going to uh, yeah, say, yeah, I'm, "Oh, I'm, we need a small government to do I'm, I'm not quite. Things. I'm not quite willing to go as far as my partner does on this issue." But, but uh, well, yeah, I don't, yeah, thank you. Well, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. It's go okay. Ahead. I was once where you were. Okay, I was once a small government, constitutional kind of guy, and that doesn't mean the, you've traveled down the path of sanity. And then I've. And then I have come – it's not insane, Mark, to suggest – I'm totally saying that you said you were once where he was, and I'm – you know, that, that's kind of the statement of, well, you haven't yet learned. Well, it's a, it's a very, it took me it's a, a little it's a, while. It's a way of saying I'm awfully wise. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I, I was once there. I didn't, I didn't take it that way. Please finish, though. Okay. I, I, I was once there, and then I came to the conclusion that it's wrong to aggress against my neighbors, even if it is to pay for defense and uh, the police and the justice system or whatever. It's wrong to use aggression against my neighbors, and I will refuse to do it. And I think that the solution is to get away from aggressing against our neighbors. Now, Mark's system, the small government system, is a much less aggressive system, but, you know, that's what they were supposedly starting with the Constitution was a small, limited government, and it just okay, didn't, it doesn't I, stay I, limited. Can I, can I pause, the, pause the statement right there? Yeah. And can I ask you, when you, when you make the statement aggress, um, you, I hear that from you on a uh, fairly regular basis, and every Correct. time you say that, I think of the IRS 
And yeah, that's a good you know, example. In the in the, in the, the taxation in the Fed, that's what I think of when I think of aggressing. So it's a good example of aggression, but it doesn't it doesn't end with the IRS. The IRS is just the most obvious example from the federal level. Let's look at the local level. An example of aggression would be that my uh, an associate of mine, Andrew Carroll, is going to be put in a jail cell for nine days up here in New Hampshire because he possessed a, a piece of plant material in public. So they're aggressing against him, and your local governments are aggressing against you. And that if you don't like what your local government is doing, well, and you tell them that you tell them. And you're, hmm? you're absolutely, sir. You're absolutely right. And but here, see, here's where I go, and and I disagree with you. Those you can tell me that in a moment. We'll bring it back, Ted. Hang on. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I'm not sure what he's going to disagree with, because you can't disagree that the government is aggression. It is the embodiment of aggression. Well, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. It, does, it is a, an institution that has a monopoly, monopoly privilege on the use of force. And that, I think, needs to change. 800-259-9231, because monopolies are unaccountable, and in the case of the government, they, it can't be stopped. Uh, or maybe it can, with enough disobedience. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is the Saturday edition. It's Ian joining you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're yours free at freetalklive.com. And there are... Lots of reasons why you might want to hide your valuables around your home. Maybe you don't trust these banks. How many, how many banks, dozens of banks have gone under in the last uh, 12 months? StashYourSwag.com. That's S-W-A-G. StashYourSwag.com gives you more than 100 common places around your home with... Most with little or no modification, and all the modifications cost less than 50 bucks. The guide contains detailed pictures to help you. It's an ebook. It's at stashyourswag.com, and it's under 7 bucks, so it'd be valuable stuff. Certainly less than fees on a bank account. Stashyourswag.com. All right, so we continue our discussion here with Ted, and we'll also take your calls about whatever you want. Ted is still with us, though, listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Somewhat a newer listener to the program. You'd ask, well, you know, if, there, if you say uh, talking about all these problems, what's your solution? Of course, my solution is to get rid of the state entirely. Uh, Mark would say, well, we need a tiny, tiny a teeny little state, uh, and of course I would disagree because in any uh, case it's always wrong to aggress against your neighbors. And then you were saying you disagreed with something, uh, Ted. So go ahead. Yeah, well, in what you were saying uh, as far as aggressing against your neighbors, um, you brought up the point with the gentleman. I I take it from the brief statement that he's been incarcerated for possession of some sort. He will be incarcerated on likely on Monday afternoon. He'll he'll have to probably check into okay. the jail. Well, if you again, and I'm sure you know, I'm not sitting here giving a lesson or anything. But if you go back to the Constitution, the for, the purpose and intent of the government is stated clearly to protect life, liberty. Okay, and basically, uh, whose liberty are you taking from them? Whose life are you taking? And whose property are you taking when you're sitting at home uh, doing your own business there, or you know what not? And I agree with you on that remark. But the problem, and as far as I see it, is that the people are the power within, and they are not doing anything. We are not being representative. We have not, or excuse me, represented. We, have, uh, we haven't called our servants home, and you're absolutely right. This is, is allowed to go out of control because the people aren't saying, no, you're no longer no. going to be there in that position. Ted, I and, agree with what you're saying. 
However, um, I also agree that it would be really great if we could uh, propel ourselves to the moon via our own flatulence. The people have not stood up to the government since the government came around. Um, you know, and they're not For the most part gonna. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Like, by and large, here in the United States, like, they don't stand up. And you Well, could... there, actually, i got to argue with you okay. on that one. There was a big standing up by the people back in, I think, uh, 1860 or 1859. So that was, because uh, that was right. uh, all based on taxes. I mean, we don't have to go in on that. It, it, but but you're, you're, you're misstating it to say that it was all based on taxes. Certainly taxes were the impetus for the, uh, the working man to get behind the idea of the Confederacy. However... Four of the states in their uh, in their letters of secession mentioned slavery by name as the reason that they were seceding. So, yeah, states' rights and, yeah, uh, taxation was certainly an issue when uh, states decided to stand up and, uh, and leave the Union. However, I think that they made of, like, probably wasn't a good idea to shoot on Fort Sumter, you know, fire on Fort Sumter, you know? Exactly. And you know, I just wanted to say that, you know, the people did stand up at one point. And I'm not saying by any means that I agree with slavery. And that, again, like I stated earlier about the founding fathers, I just, it's like this, there's there's too much right now, and there has to be something there. I think, you know, we talk about the people not taking part. Well, if there was no permit, these same people that don't take part, what do you, I mean, what do you envision would happen if there was no no form of structure for people to get involved and actually, you know, provide. See, this is what. See, this is what you're. You're not. You're not. You're not seeing this, I guess. Um, and maybe I just haven't communicated effectively. In which case, I would recommend. It's a difficult concept to is. communicate, and that's one of the reasons why I don't advocate this position. Simply, it's it, it's very difficult. Right. So you're trying to imagine what the world would be like without a monopolistic, violent gang out there somewhere telling you how to live your life. And I understand that you're te- you're saying to me that well I don't want them telling me so much how to live my life I only want them to tell me a little bit and you know let me feel like I'm t- uh, taking part in the process of telling me how to live my life uh, but uh, in the absence of that violent gang everything would go on mostly as it does today I mean the fact is that gang isn't everywhere so people believe that oh if the government goes away then there's going to be people out there killing in the streets well we already have that today with the government Correct. and Correct. The, and the government actually in Prohibits people from defending themselves in many places by prohibiting them from uh, possessing firearms and things like that. So in the absence of the government, in the absence of the violent monopoly, which is all the government is, its services would be replaced by people who are in search of a profit, by business owners who really would be servants in that if they were serving you in a way you didn't like, you could fire them. You could say, you know what, your protection services, right, your protection services suck and I'm not going to buy your services anymore. I'm going across town and I'm going to buy the the competing service. Now, while it's true you can hire private security today, most people don't do that because they've already paid into the government system and they believe that the government is going to keep them safe, when in reality all the government does is come by and clean up the mess after it's all said and done. That's not entirely true. Okay, the the existence of a police force does deter a certain level of crime. And in the absence of the government police force, we would have the existence of market-based protection agencies Who would only be incentivized to protect their customers. So, therefore, somebody might be uh, breaking into your next-door neighbor, but uh, but your security firm's like, "Eh, I don't care. You don't know what their incentives would be like. You're not a business, you're not an entrepreneur in that particular field. Perhaps their incentive would be to get a good name for themselves in providing 
providing good service and good protection services and that they would do charitable protections. You don't you have no idea how the marketplace would structure these things. And so that's all that's you, all I'm do saying. Do you call these charitable protections assault and um and, uh, aggravated assault and aggravated battery or do you call them uh, charitable possession? I'm I'm just I'm what? kind of well, what are you talking about? You're aggressing assault. on somebody you don't have a contract to aggress on. You are acting as the agent of a... on someone you don't have a contract to aggress on? That's correct. Look, wait, wait, just a second, just a second. Um, my partner and his imaginary little world that he loves to talk about, um, you know, men, for, fails to mention some things. Okay, if I've got a security agency that's guarding my house, but they're but they're not contracted to guard the next door neighbor's house, there's a burglar breaking into the next door neighbor's house. If they go after that burglar, they are... Uh, you know, an unlicensed agent exactly. acting uh, on on behalf of my neighbor. That makes them criminals. Do you understand? Me, like, if I go me, after you and I bop you on the head because you're stealing from somebody else, I've got no reason to do that. I'm aggressing against you. Without a structure of, of some form of structured, organized government, that's exactly right. And let me just uh, – I'm going to make this statement, and then I'm going to go off so you gentlemen can take some more callers. Um, I just wanted to say this. Do you feel the representatives – in Washington that are part of the federal government and possibly uh, a large portion of the representatives within your own state and localities, do you feel that they actually represent you? And if the answer is no, that's where I base my whole argument. The people are no, and they never could have themselves represented. Ted, well, they could they're, never they're, represent And I, I like what you're saying about a marketplace. Okay, I've I've never really thought about that. Good. Here's what you can do, Ted. Like Ted, here's an idea. Go online. Go to book.freetalklive.com. That's book. B O O K. Right, and you can download a free copy of the Market for Liberty, which will talk a whole lot more detail about what it is I'm mentioning here. And I thank you for the call. And it's, not a, it's not just a copy; it's an audio book, so you don't actually have to read something online. That's you can true. take it with you, put it in an MP3 player. You can do that. Um, yes. You can listen to it at work, whatever you want to do. But I want to find out how it is stopping a criminal who has just stolen from somebody's house is aggressing against the person who owns the home. I want you to explain that to me in a moment, Mark, because I must have under misunderstood you. It's Mark, not the person up. It's in the Free home. Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the show, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and that includes the wiki. Over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. Edit virtually anything you see. It's like the listener editable version of our website, wikiwiki.freetalklive.com. We are going to get back to the calls, but just briefly, I, I wanted to try to understand what you said during the last segment, Mark. Uh, of course, you are vociferously defending uh, your idea of the small state that only robs and steals to uh, provide for uh, only a few services. And, of course, one of your favorite services to have your tiny little state to provide for is protection services and judicial services. And we were talking about – I was talking about my idea of market-based protection where you'd actually have competing uh, enterprises that were competing for uh, the market's dollars in order to provide the best protection services at the lowest uh, rates and, you know, have a variety of different options in the marketplace instead of this dumb one-size-fits-all uh, bureaucracy that we have today. You're not going to get an argument from me that we have a dumb one-size-fits-all bureaucracy. And so you said, well, what if somebody's breaking into my next-door neighbor's house? Because I suggested that – well, you'd asked, okay, well, what if the next-door neighbor doesn't have any insurance or any protection. No, no, it, 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 I did not. That that isn't necessarily the case that I'm talking about. Or has a different what if, one. Right, has a different in, uh, protection agency, as you call these uh, these uh, these mercenaries. A different agency. You notice somebody.
somebody, you're a, you're a competing protection agent, you notice somebody breaking into that home, what would your incentive be to uh, to stop that crime from happening? Well, I I've, I'd like to I'd like to point out that I I you know, I I don't I don't like talking about this whole fantasy world of yours where um you know, the, the, the sky is kept... brighter and the, the rainbows last longer and you know, the everybody's peaceful and nobody hurts each other That's because the because the government's gone. I but never said I that. I will tell you um, I never said it was that I am of the opinion that the simple existence of a police force deters a certain amount of crime. Now I don't know okay. how much that crime is, and I do believe that the police force um, and and you know the, the the government apparatus itself creates far more crime than it protects us from. Yeah. I'm of that opinion. However. Okay. I think that um, you know, on local levels, we can have small policing organizations that will then you know uh, handle all these problems. I'd love to see you and your little happy land over there, you know, across some border that I could watch and see how uh-huh. the peaceful anarchy manages to uh, you know just spread and Voluntary everybody loves society. it. Whatever term you want to use. Um, but the the point that I was making is, suppose you have a piece of property, and I am your protection agent. Okay. I'm asking you, what is my incentive? to protect the property that is next doors to your yours if for whatever reason I'm making my little rounds and I happen to see somebody burglarizing the house next door that's your what my objective is be, is to show people that you're a good protection agent and that you want business and that uh, you're reaching out to stop the criminals it I mean, seems, it seems to obvious me, to me I, 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 I see what you're saying you know and certainly there are plenty of examples of companies out there that provide their services uh, free to people in need mm-hmm. um, and and now this person would have their own protection agency and I I might say maybe, to myself, maybe not. Uh, likely they would okay. because they'd want to be protected. Um, but you know they have their own protection agency, and I'd likely say to myself, it's possible I could say to myself, you know they've got their own agency, and if their agency isn't protecting them, well, maybe they'll be maybe they'll be more likely to come to me after they get their house robbed. You could say that to right. yourself, and, Mark. I, you know if that's the kind right, of businessman you are, then that's your business. I'm and just saying that maybe the, you won't I'm, have I'm incentivized to do the opposite uh, from a financial standpoint, and people often do the things that they're incentivized. Wait a minute. However, my Wait. question before you go on, my question to you is. This is what if aren't I really exposing myself as this protection agency uh, by just going out and doing this uh, you know uncontracted uh, you know takedown of this person that's doing the burglaries? Aren't I exposing myself to all kinds of problems? I mean, you're talking about violence here, violence that could hurt somebody, violence that could damage them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Well, and, in the... and now in this free market world of yours, would I be responsible for damages that I um uh, you know uh, incurred of on course an you innocent would, party? As you should be now today. Well, when, you've when asked the question now. now you've now, asked now, your it, question. It, it, this world Mark. where I'm responsible for these damages that I've uh, that I've I've caused on other people, like how would I get out of those if I wasn't able to pay? Suppose I broke this person's arm and co- made it so that they could never insurance. play a co- the concert piano again, where probably they were er- earning uh, millions of millions of dollars. Well, will you think my insurance company would protect me when I was doing an unauthorized call and uncontracted? I don't, know. I don't, I don't think know what so. The I don't think my insurance would company would say that that was a good idea. They'd probably say to themselves, "You're you know not what, you're Mark, not doing your job." As I've explained to what you, what you're before, trying to do is sell right, every man, woman, on. and child into slavery. What I've explained to you before is that uh, in the marketplace you have competition, and when these uh, agencies are making arrests for crimes that have been committed, they have to make sure that they're doing the right thing. They have to make sure they've got the right guy. Whereas today, with a government system, if they get the wrong guy, and that guy sits in jail for 10 years, then it's too bad. Well, we're letting you out, and that's about all we're going to do for you. Uh, that's the best that happens in that particular case. But in the marketplace, if the protection agency makes a mistake and they snag the wrong guy, for instance, then their reputation is on the line, and they are responsible for making good, and that could destroy their business. So you're right. They 
they would have to be very cautious and not just destroy their business. They're responsible for paying this. Now, how? What happens right. if they I don't would have, have the to money be, to pay for it? Ian? They would have to hold on. Now you can come back to that in just a moment. They would be responsible for making good on anything that they screwed up. And so, yeah, they'd have to be cautious about it. But if you, as an agent, were certain that you were witnessing a crime being committed, and you are certain that you felt that you could, uh, you you had the right guy, or you were in the right situation, then I don't think there would be anything stopping you from doing uh, I from think, intervening. I in think that when case. you're dealing, if you, if you were just to talk to some cops, that you know they they would they would talk to you about how eyewitnesses are some of the worst people to have um, as far as evidence goes. If somebody's pulling a gun out in a fast food joint, I don't think that uh, really there's any issue there, and I think there would be no problem with you as a competing agent who happened to be behind the guy in line putting a stop to that situation. I understand where you're coming from. Are you, so you're saying any time that somebody pulls out a gun that that, uh, that that person is likely to shoot someone? Yeah, if they're threatening someone with it, absolutely. How do you know, what, What's a threat exactly? Give me all your money. Well, that that sounds like a pretty overt threat. Yeah. However, there are plenty of times when you know you're not exactly sure what's going on. Right. If somebody pulls out a gun and points it at uh, the cashier at a at a restaurant, I believe that you should be pretty certain of here, what's going on. Here Mark. in the state of New Hampshire, open carry is uh, considered a uh, it's it's a right. And yeah, but you don't there get some to activists your that, that went uh, in, you know went into the the uh, open city council. Carry Listen to me. There's some city council meetings um, where the, some activists carried open carried into the uh, that meeting. They didn't Those point people, the guns at anyone, though. But, I'm talking about threatening people, Mark. Look, There's a people difference feel between... threatened under different circumstances, Ian. If somebody who feels threatened pulls out a gun and shoots somebody, then there you know needs what? to be an arbiter there. You can just keep making up these stupid one if uh, what if scenarios. These are pretty. These no, are pretty clear. It's nonsense. This yeah, is what you're this saying. This is not is nonsense. nonsense. We're not talking about the marketplace some... will determine what is and what is not a threatening action, and I don't think most people. The marketplace, the marketplace will return us to a, an unfettered marketplace will return us to a system where the rich own the poor. <laughs> nope. That's Sorry. The most, that's the most laughable thing you've said all night tonight. Right now, that's the system that we have, Mark. We do. Right now, we have a we system do. where the rich are in However, control. However, so I what think are you arguing could, for? Oh, I'm, I'm arguing for more freedom for everybody. That's what I'm pointing out. The marketplace is the most freedom, Mark. You're saying that, oh, we need to have a tiny little government. But who's to say that the rich won't be in charge of that, too, Mark? Likely they will. 1-800-259-9231. So, in the marketplace of protection, the protection agencies agencies will be competing to provide the best services uh, is it at the really lowest prices. Is it really a good idea? Why wouldn't you want that? Is it really a good idea? Because you're scared, Mark? Because you're scared of letting go? People that agree with you from no, on 98% of the issues? You're afraid. You're I'm afraid, afraid of, of letting anything. go. You're afraid. You're frightened of letting go of your I'm precious government system. I'm not afraid because system. your little magic world is never going to exist. Your precious <laughs> government system with your monopoly on violence, Mark, and aggressing against your neighbors, you're afraid to let it go because you're afraid of some crime that might possibly be committed in the future. Are you telling me the crime isn't agencies. being committed? I'm telling you crime is being committed. I don't right. understand what your point is here. I, look, man, all the examples I've used, uh, used with you tonight are everyday examples. There's nothing weird or absurd about it, and that's what you pull out every time. As though I'm talking about dragons attacking your castle or something. I'm talking about burglary. It happens everywhere in the United States Yeah, every and the day. cops don't do anything about it for the most part. By and large, they don't. Right. So I, I'm argu- You are I'm, responsible for protecting your home. Absolutely true. That is correct. And I didn't say you could count on a competing agency to protect your home if you're in trouble. I didn't say you could guarantee that would happen. I just said that there's a possibility that some agencies may help likely. people out. I said there's a chance that people might be helped out. 
and you were try, trying to pretend like nobody would do anything at all. Like nobody would be charitable. Nobody, none of these businesses would do anything. Free market do the right system thing. is going to incentivize people to not be charitable in that's that aspect. That's nonsense. That's that what I'm saying is arena. absurd. That's like saying that, oh, well, because Walmart is greedy, they're not going to help people after Hurricane Katrina. Well, it's because Walmart wants to make money that they help people and they spread their good name. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. And you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Mark the Fascist, 1-800-259-9231. At least I know how to host a talk show. You should have been taking those calls. I was so close to turning your microphone off. You were getting out of control. I'm the fascist. You were out of control. You're going to shut down my microphone and and stop freedom of speech, and I'm the fascist. (laughs) There's no freedom of speech on this show. It's all an illusion. We continue taking your calls about anything. We'll talk to John in Texas. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, can you hear me? Hey, you're on the air. Yeah, I just listened to you guys. Uh, Yeah, very interesting. Uh... I want to bring up something about the boogeyman flu that everyone's horrified about. Sure. Uh, okay, well, I don't know what what it is with people. I've tried to dis, uh, discuss it with them, and it's almost a uh, mass denial. It's ridiculous. Uh, I've, I've told people they tried to pull the same scare in 1976 and showed them proof. And um, another thing is... Uh, about drug companies trying to profit off vaccines and all those other things. I pointed to a case with Bayer in 2006 that uh, they were giving uh, some sort of uh, drug to hemophiliacs that uh, was tainted with HIV virus, with a live, with live HIV virus, mm-hmm. and uh, they took it off the U.S. market and dumped it on European and Asian markets and, uh, and Latin American markets, and... Uh, I think uh, several government officials from France actually went to prison for distributing this, but no Bayer executives from the U.S. were even arrested or charged. And people ask me, well, what, what does that have to do with swine flu? Well, what it has to do with swine flu is it just gives you an idea of how money-hungry these, these people are. They'll, they'll stop at nothing to turn a profit. What do you, what do you think of this? Well, I think that, uh, I mean, certainly some of the things the drug companies do are useful. Obviously, a lot of the drugs, a lot of people use them on a regular basis, and they do get relief from them. But on the other hand, uh, certainly these people are in search of profits. And if there's, if there is a system set up, as there is, that insulates them from competition, then they are not going to be as likely to be as honest as they might otherwise be. If they had a whole bunch of competitors in the marketplace pointing out what they're doing that's, uh, that's wrong and offering better products and at lower prices, then they would be checked. Their greed would be checked by competition. But, but what they have is a cabal situation where they've got a government agency that is regulating their business, the FDA, and essentially preventing upstart and and new business from coming into the pharmaceutical field, meaning those existing companies, the few of them that there are, are very insulated from competition and so are relatively free. I have one more thing about police. Uh, I I was listening to you guys talk, and I don't know which one of you was stating about uh, that was into the marketplace regulating uh, a lot of things. That's me. Okay, well, I would have to agree with that for the simple fact that uh, there – because the marketplace does not regulate anything anymore nowadays, probably 85% of everything is government controlled. Mm-hmm. There close. is no accountability with, with the police department, right. with, uh, with pharmaceuticals. All, all it is is a big, uh, you know, they might have to pay 
$20 million in lawsuits, but profit-wise, they made $300 million, so they don't care. And uh, there's no accountability. All the all the um, competition is suppressed yes, because absolutely. they're they're bought out. And with market regulation, uh, especially with the law enforcement, and uh, I heard you guys, and, and it really made sense, uh, whoever stated that the police – only show up after the fact, and and I could I could vouch from experience. Uh, I had I've had uh, been burglarized before, right. and I could uh, vouch from experience. All they do they show up, write you write you a little report, mm-hmm. and uh, basically I don't know if it was uh, classified as a burglary or robbery, but somebody basically tried to rob me, and uh, they basically showed up, uh, wrote a little report, and uh, they said if well they ended up catching the guy because I had chased him oh, down really? the street. And uh, basically, they said that if they couldn't do anything, but if I wanted to press charges, then they could arrest him. And uh, I asked them just, you know, I knew the answer, but I just asked them just to be facetious. I asked them, well, how much is it going to charge? Uh, how much are you going to charge for me to uh, have you arrest and press charges? <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's, uh, I forgot what they said, but anyway, it was over $100 to charge him. I just said, you know what? Just let him go and let him rob someone else, okay? You wow. know, and, uh, you know, that's, that's amazing they, that, uh, that the police were requiring you to press charges in that case when they have no yeah. problem whatsoever charging people with all kinds of nonsense like marijuana possession and stuff like that. Well, they don't need exactly. anybody's permission for that. I'm of the opinion that that's the right way to handle things, that you, uh, you, know, you, should, be try- you should be charging the guy, um, and the police should be you know, simply there to uh, escort the gentleman to, to uh, the, the courtroom. Yeah, one thing charging I, want, I want to point out to people is to watch out because the police um, – in various states, uh, I live in Texas, but you know, I've, I've uh, just recently came back from Colorado, and I drove there. And uh, what they do, what they like to do, is they're so desperate for money at this point. What they like to do is, is uh, any crime calls, they don't pay, so they don't, they're not in a hurry to respond. Sure. What they like to do is they like to hang out in parking lots and run people's license plates randomly, and if they have expired tags or anything. Uh, now they have in Texas a, a text text tag or something like that, or a text dot, something, uh, or Texas sure is something that indicates to them after they run your plates whether you have insurance or not. And uh, they will pull you over if it comes out you don't have insurance. And yeah, you know, even they've got if you money. Do, You're right. They've got, they've got a cash register to be ringing. I heard, right. I was listening to the police scanner the other day, and I heard the cops locally just keep, they just kept pulling people over for stop sign violations. I think that there's ways to set systems up, um, you know, even with, even with police forces, where the police are not incentivized to just give out tickets for nothing, and they are incentivized to uh, solve crimes. The first, the first step in that I would do is legalizing drugs so that people can, free people can do what they want with their own bodies, as long as they don't hurt someone else and well, if they, you got to understand if they legalize drugs what would happen is there would be nobody to point at and say hey that's the bad guy there and that's a big tragedy and we're the victims it, it would just be the government and people and and they would have no scapegoat thanks for the call tonight john good points 800-259-9231 let's talk to dave in montana listening to kgez hello dave uh, hey, what's hey, on with, every, with every amendment of the Bill of Rights being broken by the federal government, uh, it proves the Constitution's null and void. You can't even use it in a court of law. And they break them amendments by using the power of fear. And uh, with this virus right now, the caller, Lou, he says he wants to put all the Mexicans in uh, quarantine. He wants to use his fear to commit a crime, just like the government does against the Bill of Rights. 
Yeah, a crime against uh, humanity. Right, and uh, people like Lou are a virus to the body of freedom. <laughs> Gosh, that's awesome. Because, <laughs> and, and and we have we have to stand up to this. Like with this uh, flu, these germaphobes, they crack me up. Thirty-five thousand people died of the flu last year. Mm-hmm. Forty-five thousand died in a car wreck, and they're going to get in their car. These germaphobes and drive yep. down the road at seventy miles an hour. Wearing they their could little die mask. right then and there. They're, they're they're insane with their fear. They want they want to use the fear of this virus is like like a cattle prod to to corral nations. You watch, they're going to make up so much crazy laws because it is stupid thing just like with the patriot act i think the, you're right about the, that dave the I mean, war it's... on terror yeah i it's, think you're it's right. the biggest cattle prod used against mankind <laughs> and and you know why people don't want to stand up like the one guy said they did in the civil war 65 650,000 people dropped they they died because of that and now people are afraid of that but there isn't because the Second Amendment has been infringed so many times, we can't get no uh, armor-piercer, shoulder-fired, heat-seeker rockets that could take out an armed Cobra or an A-10 Warthog. And, and, and until, we, until uh, the people get in their minds that they ain't going to do it through violence, we got to get together by the thousands and do what Harold did, man. We hold the pot right in front of them and tell them they ain't going to do shit. Oh, we got to right. drop you on that one. Thank you for the call, Dave. Always good hearing from you, though. So sorry about that. Well, now we have a dump button. We do have a dump button now. We've had to use it like four <laughs> really times great. this week. I about dumped out some of the things you said earlier just because I didn't like them, but, you know, I'm, I'm better than that. All right, so we continue here, and uh, you can bring up whatever is on your mind. Actually, no, you can't, because we're about out of time for this, the Saturday edition of the program. If you want more of this show, you can always grab the archives over at freetalklive.com or just tune in again on Monday night. We do this weekdays. We do it six nights a week, as a matter of fact. And join us online, freetalklive.com, all kinds of features on the website. We give them all away to you for free. So hoping you have... A super fun weekend here in the remainder of... Uh, what do you got planned, Mark? You and the wife. Um, well, my, my wife has a voyeuristic, gets a voyeuristic pleasure out of watching men work, so I'm going you know, to till the, till the ground outside the house, and uh, she's going to take the baby and probably sit in a chair and watch. I apologize to anybody that wasn't able to get on tonight uh, due to our bickering in the, uh, the, the remaining segments that we had. And uh, you know, this doesn't sound like a sincere apology. But uh, Remember, it's it Ian that controls that, not me. So You were the I one even, that you I the didn't one even that know people going, were on man. the line. You, you kept you're the it one going. You're the one who started that. Uh-uh. We'll see you Monday night. FreeTalkLive.com. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of 10 times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. 
Call 800-493-7712. 800-493-7712. That's 800-493-7712.